For nothing with your host, Chris, and semi-naked Chris. Chris, uh, how you feeling, buddy? You're a little sweaty, a little hot, hot under the collar there. A little, it's getting a little warm in the bedroom already. Yeah, not in the good way. Let me tell you. <laughs> I feel responsible. I know it's my fault. I moved the show to Friday, which normally, mm. normally the lady wouldn't be home, but today she's home. So you're sequestered in the uh, sequestered the right word in the in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, although it wouldn't have mattered uh, normal days because her whole schedule has changed now anyway. Oh, so, uh, okay. Well, let's not yeah. public. Let's not publicize her schedule. You know? <laughs> no, no. stalkers. The stalkers. The stalkers <laughs> at bay. Oh, that guy's wife sounds hot. I'm gonna find her. <laughs> <laughs> what days does she work? <laughs> do, do you want to do you want to go take the recorder out into the living room where she's doing a Zoom workout for for oh, our, our more no. perverted fans? <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's leave wives out of this. All right, yeah, come on, Chris. But on the topic of creepy, let's jump right into <laughs> something that I know you've been dying to fucking talk about for some reason for the past week and a half. Woo. So, Chris, set it up. I know this is a bit, and it's the top of your show notes, by the way. So let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Benny Mardonis? Yeah, man. Do you remember him? No. I, I mean, I know the of song. You don't. I know the song. Because I'm not a Benny Mardonis. I mean, okay. Because he only had the one song. He's a one hit wonder, but everybody knows his song. But it's a. Okay, so he just passed, I guess. That's the reason we're talking like about him. So, okay. Sort of. I, I, I've had this sort of idea in my mind for a long time because you. I'm not, I've, my whole life, like, I've, I've loved music. I enjoy music. I've always, like, you know. And multiple genres of music in the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, this is a particularly good genre of music, Benny Mardonis, because it's kind of like it's right in that weird pocket of '80s music that, like, for or not for maybe foreigner, but like Journey. It's very he's very Steve Perry like. Yes, very uh, soulfulish. He's got that. He's got a little bit of a Eddie Money ripoff look. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think that like there were a bunch of like. Long Island and and I think it's like Long Island and Detroit white guys really <laughs> flooded the scene. Yeah, like the Romantics, yeah. like Peter Wolf and like the Jay Giles band. Mm. I think what wasn't fucking wasn't wasn't Journey from from Michigan. I'm gonna yeah, I'm like gonna guess Benny Mardonis is I'm gonna guess yeah. Benny Mardonis is from uh, from from that area from the Midwest. Um. Or from here, maybe I'm not sure. Or Long Island, or yeah. Long Island. Those are your options. Those yeah, are your options. Right, basically, yeah. Uh, um, and so, so but the it's, song it's is into the night, you, right? You, this, re- that, huh? The song is into the night that we're talking about. In case, yeah, into the night. Yep. So do a quick, it, qu- do a quick YouTube search, and 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 so you know what we're talking about. <laughs> I bet most of you who are listening are, are already sort of know this song without probably really knowing it. Like if yeah. it comes on the radio and you hear it and you're like, oh, that's a nice, that's a good song. I like that song. Yeah, it's, it's soulful, got a, it's melodic. It's you know, got it's a good, happens. it's got a good hook, which he repeats about 90 times. Right, exactly. Right, and that's, right, that's, Into yeah, exactly. the night. It's like 85% of the song is just a, the Something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's very yeah. Steve Perry. Yep. Anyway, so, but if, if you actually sit and listen to that song, it's creepy and fucking disturbing as hell why is that I mean, Chris? The, the 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 first line 
in the song is she's just 16 years old. Yeah. And then what? <laughs> and it's like, and then it's a uh, leave her, lo- leave her alone. They say, yeah. And, yeah. But they don't understand love or something like that. Right. <laughs> it goes, uh, separated by fools who don't know what love is yet. Okay, Chris, let me stop you there. But have, I want you have to Have you know. watched the Into the Night video? Yeah, okay, so so the, the song is, is like in it it's It's creepy on its own. It's creepy, it's creepy on, its, on own. its own. But then when you play the video Yeah, which disappeared from the internet until like five years ago, by the way. Yeah, yeah. For a the, reason. And, yeah, and it's makes it even absolutely worse. I don't really know if we should spoil it. And it, and here's why though, because he's even gone on record as saying that the song is not what you think it's about. Right? And it's about how he lived in this apartment building, I think up in Harlem or something. Yeah, it's something about a dog walker or something. Yeah, and then there was this girl who like lived in the building and like her father, like they abandoned the family and like left or something, or left her. I don't know if she had a mother or something. And so she would, he would like, he kind of looked after the girl and he would hire her to be the walk his dogs or whatever. And so she would like come in and like pick up the dogs and take them away. And one day he was writing a song with his buddy or whatever. And then they sort of, she came in and the dude was like, whoa, you know, what's going on here? And he was like, bro, chill out. She's just 16 years old. And then the guy was like, there's a song or something. Yeah. That's a bullshit story. That's a bullshit story. That's a total, that's a story fabricated over years of trying to explain why you wrote a pedophile track as your biggest hit. The crazier part to me of that song is that it was a medium hit. So, so that video disappeared because MTV wasn't even invented yet. So the song kind of just died uh, in 80. Yeah. And then in 89, he sort of, he, he couldn't, he never had a song. I don't think again. Right. But in 1989, what happens? Uh, I know it came back. I don't know. I don't remember the reason why. So Steve Shannon, who is on the radio in New York now at the time was at a radio station in Arizona, I believe. And, uh, did a, where, where are they now program? Okay. And was, and did that Benny Mardona song. And it, 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 people wanted to hear it. So he put it back in rotation and it became a number 20 hit because radio stations started picking it up again. And it, in fact, it's the longest running hit song because of, because it had a nine year arc of when it like peaked in popularity. So that dude got a re he got to revive his career again, 10 years later with the same song and then shit the bed again. Like he could never, he he had two chances with the same song and could never, (laughs) never No man. Cause I, so I he had to. He had to. So this guy's fucking go. This guy's song, his one hit wonder, which was actually a one hit two wonder. I don't know. Yeah, no, uh, right? yeah. Is the most a double a double one a, hit wonder. It's a pervy pervy song. It's a pervy pervy song, and like you don't you don't make that video because that video is literal. It's a literal translation of the words. Like the video, he's like walking down the street. The song starts. And he walks up to this like shitty ass little house. Yeah, I knocks on the door. I don't know if you like to. Tell people how this video ends. I don't think <laughs> no, hold on, I'll get to that. And then, like the like the dad comes to the door and it was like, you know, leave her alone. She's just sixteen years old. Like he's and he's he's you know mouthing the the words of the song. Yeah. And, and then Benny so Mardonis is rolling his eyes, being like, "You don't understand." Yeah. And then he walks dad. around the corner to like the open window and like stares in the window at the at the sixteen year old girl. Meanwhile, that dad in that video is probably younger than Benny Mardonis. He was like thirty three or thirty four when this fucking video was made. By the way. I'm not. I'm not making that up. He was 33 when he when he when he wrote the song. Yeah. So the, by the by the time they make this video, he's probably 34, right? Yeah. So he's and he and he looks. He you know what he looks like. He looks like a vampire. <laughs> looks, yeah. Yeah. He looks, like, like, he looks like one of those guys who would be typecasting like those old 
like those old eighties like TV shows. Yeah. Like who's like the the, the bad guy creeper? It like kind of like, looks um, like the Warriors come out and play guy. Yeah, a little bit. Right. Like he's got pointy nose. So yeah. fast forward, he's bitching and moaning through the whole thing, creeping on this girl uh-huh. through her window. He's got a payphone like Su- halfway through the thing, like Su- calling her. Yeah, calling her. Suddenly he <laughs> appears at her window yet again, and what again. happens? And if you didn't notice it, there's a white panel van in the background. Yeah. That's like total, like looking like, like rapey, you know, kind of van. Kind Thankfully, of thing. it's just, it's not for that purpose. It's, it it's holds, not. It, it just holds, happens to be It there. holds carpets. I think, for a reason. <laughs> I think it's a carpet van. Yeah, it's a carpet van because <laughs> as he's standing in the window and the girl sees him, he throws a rolled up carpet through the window into yeah. her, into her bedroom. Yeah. And then climbs through the window. Yeah. Unrolls the carpet. Yeah. And at this point, you're going, whoa, where is this? Where is this going? Yeah. Like, this is this is getting and, way. And here's brief. the thing. You get a brief relief when they sit upon the carpet <laughs> and don't start unrobing. You get a brief sigh. You're like, whoa, okay, good. This is just going to go to a fucked, weird, bad, pre-green screen scene of them flying through the air on their magic carpet. <laughs> but wait. That brief relief ends when he started necking. Yeah, Benny Mardona starts fucking putting his tongue down this kid's throat oh for like God. the last minute and a half of the song, and he's he's got sliding his little bony ass hands up her back. Yo, yeah. it is. They're flying past like the Empire State Building and the, and the Statue of Liberty. It, there's a reason that video got buried, and thank yeah. God somebody found it. And then he it. got buried. Yeah, it was. I mean. Whoosh. So anyway, that's the uh, so so Benny Mardonis, rest in peace. Whatever you are, a, a true product of the '80s. I don't know, Chris, if you saw the video that I sent you of him performing you did, that show live. You did you watch it? I did, I did watch it. I watched the whole thing. Uh, I, I just wanted thing. you to watch Chevy Chase with with Wolfman Jack, like Man, yacked wolf. out of their mind. Chevy Chase wolf. is is pouring sweat and cannot put together a coherent sentence just to do an intro for Benny Mardonis. He's so fucking coked out of his gourd that Wolfman Jack's like, whoa, man, get a grip. <laughs> I, I thought I was coked up. Yeah. He's like, what kind of coke are you doing, buddy? <laughs> it's better than this shit I've been having. <laughs> That's my Wolfman Jack impersonation. That's a good one. That's I'd a never, really good one. I'd never tried before, and now I'm very proud of it. I think that's your strongest impersonation. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> so for any fans of, I don't know, what oh, American like 60s, graffiti? 70s. Yeah, <laughs> you're into hot rod culture from the fifties. I'm your guy. <laughs> DJs from forty years Sh- ago. Should I? <laughs> Should I try to get on the impersonator circuit? I can put on a couple more pounds, grow my beard oh. out. Yeah, put a tux on. I don't think anyone would know what I was doing. Oh, it'd be great. I could oh, just, be, be so I could just steal it completely. No one would even. Yeah. Know. People don't know Wolfman Jack is. Not, uh, you're, it's gonna, you're gonna, it's a very niche. Yeah, I'd piss off like my parents and like eight other people at like in the Sturgis. <laughs> yeah. Wolfman Jack. <laughs> hey, kids. You see me and Chevy Chase. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, th- that's a, that's a worthwhile video. So, so anyway, you, br- here's the, here's the thing. And this is one of our beautiful, this will only take a couple minutes. We'll talk about this and it's gonna be half the show, but. You wanted to know uh, if there are, if what are the creepiest and pervious, or just the most disturbing songs of all time? Yeah, uh, right. Because like this, I I was like, man, this song is. I mean, this song is. It's got to be up there, right? And it's and it's 
it's just like this is messed up. So I started wondering, like, what? How many other songs are there? Like, what are the other songs that are just like that you don't really know, or maybe you don't quite understand the lyrics to? Oh, and so, then kind of once you start paying attention to, and you're like, well, yeah, they're actually talking about like, well, every fucking sock hop song from like from like 1950s is, is yeah. about like 14 year olds banging. Yeah, like they're like like wake up a little Susie or whatever, yeah. like yeah, songs yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, a lot of like, if you don't realize like a lot of Motown and old like R and B songs are, are sort of either that or they're like sort of abusive to their wives and stuff are basically. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of that too. Um, although, you know, like that era just bred a lot of weird shit. I mean, the, I feel like it ended in the eighties. I feel like the Kip Winger kind of put the nail on the, uh, on the underage girl coffin, if you will, with his hit song, <laughs> 17. Daddy says yeah. she's too young, but she's old enough for me. That might yeah. have been the last sort of I'm going to specifically. Wait, is that the winger one? Yeah, that's Kip Winger yeah. or Winger, okay. if you will. Okay. Yep. I'm a, yep. I, like to, I like to use his full name because he was really <laughs> the heart and soul of that band. Winger, his namesake. Uh, I don't know if you know the, the song Rick ja- that Rick James did called 17. Uh, I don't know if I remember that one or not. Actually, uh, yeah. Let me read you the first four lines, okay? Mm. Mm-hmm. A little girl came up to me. I don't want to say this. Jesus. <laughs> Acting young and shy. A look of curiosity was flashing in her eyes. I'm going to read this like poetry. I should do like slam poetry. <laughs> a little girl came up to me. Acting <laughs> young and shy. A look of curiosity was flashing in her eyes. <laughs> She'd seen my face before and thought she knew me well. So I said, shall we talk some more? Girl, come to my hotel. <laughs> And you get, I'm not going to read it anymore because it's, it's pretty fucking gnarly. But it was, it f- fell into the Rick James. I mean, Rick James was, it, I, people weren't like surprised. They're like, fucking, this is what Rick James does, right? Like, yeah. He gets, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets a pass. I guess. And then I think a lot of these dudes got passes, right? I, I know there was a Straight Cat song called Sexy and 17. Uh, yeah, right. But for some reason, in this, there's I'm, a Kiss song, Christine 16. Well, I see for some reason 16 feels young and 17 for some reason feels okay. Because <laughs> she could be 18 I, soon and then it's cool. You know? Exactly. It's like, fuck you guys. I don't Jesus. know what the statute of limitations or whatever, the, what statutory rape is uh, in all states. I'm guessing it's probably 18, right? Isn't that what? You can see those. And I think so some states, also, I, like Missouri of, might be 17. So I feel like if there's you're a couple like we're in six. You can still get married at like 15 or 16, I think, in a couple of southern states, which is really wrong. Wow. And I don't know if that's like if, if there's an age limit to that as well. Like if it's too like, you know, 15 or 16 year olds can get married or if like you can marry a 55 year old, you know, I'm like, that's cool. I don't know. But well, I think you can marry uh, whoever the fuck you want. You just can't. Bang. You just can't bang. I think that that <laughs> there's two different things. <laughs> It could be. It could be. I mean, the the freaking uh, the Stones made a pretty much made a career out of this, right? Yeah. Of, like all their songs are, are basically about like it seems to be referencing underage girls. And I I would be remiss to not mention the great Cl- Clayton Savage song "Virgin Lover," which isn't necessarily that sort of falls more into like the the Prince world. Like Prince was like singing at that era, like about like sister, like fucking a sister and shit like that. Yeah. He didn't really necessarily go right into the younger person world no, but, but it was sort of implied. like yeah. but i gotta say man the that whole song that whole so- benny mardona song is and the rick james song are purely about a relationship with a young with a younger 
Yeah, I mean, the, the Winger song is, the, the Kiss song is, I started looking these up, the, uh, the Knack, My Sharona, yeah. is, is, is all about that, basically, too. I mean, there's, a, there's, I, I, there's too many, to, I started, I that started song's actually, fucking know, terrible, looking it up, way. and there's, there's like dozens and dozens and dozens of these, and I was like, this is, this is actually becoming a bigger thing of, uh, that I, I was like, I can't actually, we can't actually have this conversation, because it's, there's just way too many songs that were from the 60s and 70s and early 80s, or mostly in the 80s and stuff, when it was like all those, like, singer-songwriters, and the weird thing I started really noticing, though, about all these songs, I think my biggest takeaway from this is that most of these are sort of accompanied by like a, a very poppy or catchy um, uh, tune, right? They're all kind of like upbeat and happy, or or sort well, of like I mean, it would be it would be kind of gross if it was <laughs> right. And so if it's it was like, like it's sinister. Like if it was like ballad. I just wanna fuck kids. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, they do this on purpose though to make the song passable. Yeah, but why do you need to do it? Like that's what I don't get. Like why? What, what's the why? I don't know. It was a thing, man. It was a thing, and I don't know why. I don't know why. I even don't... even Neil Diamond's "Girl, You'll You'll Be a Woman Soon." Hey, you 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 just tread fucking lightly right there. I listen, man. I love Neil Diamond. Okay, you tread, and, and I'll I'll sing tread, all his songs. And you stuff, tread lightly. But you start. Reading those lyrics or listening to those lyrics, man. So, Chris, let, okay, so I, there's, I have two, even the police, the police have the two of their best songs of all time, their hit songs, Don't Stand So Close to Me and Every Breath You Take, are about one's about, I think, a teacher with a student, uh, Don't Stand So Close to Me, and then the other one, Every Breath You Take, is basically just a, a stalker song. Well, that's weird. That's coincidence because it's a very coincidental, t- coincidental timing for you to mention the teacher thing. Because I don't know if you noticed or if you read this, but on July 7th, uh, Mary Kay Letourneau died yeah. of cancer. Yeah. Uh, the most famous teacher raper of all time. <laughs> yes. She's the Benny Mardonis. Of- She's the Benny Mardonis of teaching. And uh, oh, poor Vili <laughs> Falalu. <laughs> they stayed together for a minute. They were together until like three years ago, I got to say. Like, like yeah, that- and he asked for separation, which I was surprised about then. Well, because he didn't want to deal with her cancer. Uh, he was also like had a bu- a budding DJ career, I guess. <laughs> no. Like, yeah, dude's a DJ. Oh, of Billy's a DJ. Yeah. Uh, and probably yeah. had all like the young girls like creeping up on him now or something. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's a. It was. A and we- I don't mean sixteen. It was a weird. Meant, like, that was a weird thing. So for people that don't know, Mary Kay Letourneau was a teacher who uh, who had a relationship with a twelve year old student. Uh, she went to jail at some point while she was in prison. She got pregnant. I think like, I think before he was no, like 15 she, years she, old, she or gave something. birth before she went to prison. Then she went to prison for like so, six or seven so when years. He, or she was six, when he was in sixth grade, she had, a, she got knocked up by him. They had a couple kids. Yep. And it was a very, it was a very, she went to jail, but it was very controversial because there was this whole idea that like women can't rape boys. Uh, like it, it was every guy's dream to fuck his twelve, <laughs> his his uh, sixth grade teacher, and that that that's a completely false statement. No one should fuck their teachers. No, uh, no, and they made it they made it illegal just in terms of like age wise or teach and and like a teacher kind yeah, of thing. Sex doesn't like sex doesn't matter. You should you should not have sex with kids. Um, but I thought that that was re- interesting that this all came about at the same time. Uh, Mary Kay Letourneau, she definitely had a very tumultuous life she died at 58 and uh, i don't think she uh, i don't think she ever uh lived down her uh her romance and god knows that was a fucking crazy one that was um, a crazy one so uh just to quickly t- pivot a little um when you'd originally asked me 
to to like put together a list of creepiest songs. I didn't know if you you were really going with like cr- like sex creep. Mm. Uh, and there are a couple. I left it open. I left it open to you. Yeah, because there is there there. But you are, said you had a couple off the top of your head, basically, what, back a couple of days ago. I did. Yeah. So my number one creepiest song of all time is "Me and Little Andy" by Dolly Parton, in which Dolly Parton oh. tells the story of a young child who shows up at her doorstop doorstep with her dog Andy begging for like gingerbread because uh, like her dad's drunk and she sings, but she sings in the voice of a child for the voices for the child's parts and oh then God. sings in her own voice for her parts and spoiler alert, the kid fucking kicks the bucket by the end of the song. It is <laughs> truly fucking bonker. It's, it gives me nightmares. That song is so fucking creepy. Ain't I don't you think got I've ever no heard gingerbread for me? <laughs> Ain't you got no candy? Yeah, listen to it. Uh, I don't. I don't want it. You have to. It will <laughs> ruin. It will ruin Dolly Parton for you. It's no. Fu- I don't want to ruin it's Dolly. Fucking bonkers. I can't um, ruin Dolly. So that was song number one. Number two was. Uh, I don't know if you remember a horrorcore rap when it was a thing. Kind like, of. Mid. I, I never. Mid nineties. Uh, thanks to. Thanks to the RZA and the Gravediggers and a gangsta nip and a couple other people, horrorcore became a thing where mm. it was like it was just like basically rapping like the most outlandish shit ever. And there was this terrible rapper from Detroit, back to Detroit, here we go, uh, named Esham, and he did the theme song for this terrible fucking <laughs> horror movie that I used to watch all the time called The Fear, which was about a wooden man <laughs> Ooh. named Morty. Uh, and Morty's theme uh, was was done by uh, it was a horrorcore rap by the rapper Esham. And at one point, there's a song they go, "Morty's coming, Morty's coming, Morty's coming, Morty." <laughs> it's fucking classic. So uh, I'm gonna put these links. I'm gonna put these links in the in the show notes so we can all ch- so you can all check them out. It'll be they'll be right there available for nice. you. That'd yeah, be nice. I'll do that. Um, all right. And then. Uh, Go ahead. I've got one other thing, but it's more of a genre that creeps me out. What do you? No, go ahead. Go with that, and then I'll I'll finish up with two other ones that I kind of like. They're not out and out creepy, but they're 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 creepy to me in in a certain way. Well, let's just go. Let's hear. Are they actual songs? Because this is a genre, and I want to get your opinion. Yeah. So so um uh this one I don't know Lionel Richie Hello, dude. What? Come on. All right. Now just hold hold on. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. So the song itself, it's not creepy. And it's actually, it's actually, and I look like, don't again, you, I love Don't Lionel you dare Richie. go after that video. Don't you dare go after that video. That it's video not, was It's not creepy. Up, man. It's beautiful. That video no, is beautiful. He's stalking a blind woman. No, he's not. Dude, she loves him. She's just blind. She makes a, end, a beautiful clay out. statue of him. It turns out in the end. Yeah. Yeah, that she like knows who he is apparently, but the whole time he's just like following her around, like from like Dude, five feet away. Na- there's like, like narration in the video where they like have a conversation. But he's a, but he's a he's a he's supposed to be a teacher at like some sort of like art school or something. It looks like because she's like it's like a it's a college. This is he's not music. a teacher. He's a professor of something. Pro- I know, but still, it's like the dude is like creeping and- around this chick. Chris, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to disagree with you a million times. It's a beautiful song with a beautiful beautiful end and a beautiful video. That video just doesn't help. It doesn't help. You didn't have to go there in that video. So I want to believe because that that sculpture she does of him is pretty not great, uh, that she actually is blinded. She actually did do that sculpture by touch. And if so, 
you have to eat your words because that was amazing. That was an amazing video. It's very touching. I I don't know where your heart at. You are you heartless? That's a beautiful video about it, people oh. with disabilities. How are people with disabilities even included in in the romance That's thing? Great. That's really great. But like you could have done it a little differently. Where like you know, um, what if it was about a deaf person? And it was like, hello. <laughs> It's me. And it's just yelling because he doesn't know she's deaf. She's just like, what? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Every time he tries to get her attention, she's got his back, her back to him. Huh? All right. My final one. Yeah. And it's the song is not creepy or pervy at, at all. Okay. Again, it's a really nice, sweet song. But the first line in the song is just weird as fuck. Okay. And it's Hall and Oates, Sarah Smile. Dude, come on. Oh, the first line. Do you know what the first line is? Of Sarah Smile? Yeah. Sing it for us. I'd like to hear it. It goes, baby hair yeah. with a woman's eyes. Yeah. What the fuck is baby hair? It's just, she has very fine hair. It's also about, his, it's also about, his, about, it's about his girlfriend. So it's I not, know. It's not about like a child. It's literally. No, it's not. His girlfriend's I, I name it's was. I said the song wasn't creepy you're at really all. Cu- you're really a- going after the wrong fucking people here, Chris. No, I'm not. Holland Notes are fucking one of the greatest bands of all time. One of the greatest of all time. I'm just I'm saying. Mean, the, I just said the first line is just baby weird. Hair's, like, why would you baby say hair's why would gross? You say baby right. hair. I don't know. Fucking dude. He's he can say whatever he With wants. With a woman's eyes, like that just sounds weird, yeah. man. Daryl Hall is not Benny Mardonis. Like I'm not he's, saying he is. <laughs> you can't you can't put him in with Kip Winger, okay? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I said I. Ju- I like, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna move on because I disagree with both of your. I was not oh, creepy. Had, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying it was a weird. It's just a weird opening. It's line. a weird opening line, but you're wrong. Um, here's something you might disagree with me on because okay. I've never found a lot of people that agree with me on this. It's a, it's something that I, I fucking hate. I hate. Any song that has a children's choir in it. Like, I don't, I fucking hate when kids sing in songs. <laughs> I hate it. Like, who's heartless? <laughs> like, that Martika, like, step by step, heart to heart, left, right, left, we all fall down. That Toy Soldier song, fucking Rolling Stones, they do it all the time. Pink Floyd, the fucking, Floyd, yeah. the wall. What's the yeah. Rolling Stones one? You can't always get what you want. That's the one. Ugh. <laughs> Fucking Leonard Cohen always has kids singing in his songs. I hate when kids sing in songs. So it kind of falls into that. Like, it just creeps me the fuck out. And it's, I, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a musical tactic that I absolutely cannot stand. And anytime I hear a kid's choir on a song, even if it's like, like a Kanye song or something, like, I don't like it. I do not like it. I hate it. All right, all right, because it, it's not, but it's not creepy, like, not in like a Catholic church creepy kids choir. Yeah, way. or like exploiting children. I don't like the way thing. it sounds. I think it sounds horrible. Yeah, I just don't like the way it sounds. Yeah. I, so I, you are heartless. You don't. You hate children. Well, I think I oh associated all like there's one song that should be sung by children, and that is the fucking that is the Nightmare on Elm Street, like Freddy song. Like one, two, Freddy's coming for you. That's the only song should be sung by kids. Yeah, that's the only right. one. All right. Okay. Are you right. are you with me? Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna ride this train with you, but I, I you know, I'll let you have it though. Okay. Yeah. I'm not giving you hello. I'll give you fucking Daryl Hall, but I'm not giving you hello. 
It's not I just I, it's not the song. It's the video. The video, the video is even the better. The video is the better part. I'm no, saying, it's not. Oh it my. makes the song seem creepier than it is. You know, and second thought, is it me you're looking for is a weird thing to say to a blind yes, person. Right? <laughs> it's like, I'm looking for anything, actually. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm looking for eyesight. Yeah, I can't uh, see shit, motherfucker. Like, no. Don't be such a jackass. Oh, my God. Okay. Because yeah. well, it me you're searching this, for? This should be its own show. We've, 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 get, we've break down songs. I mean, <laughs> that, well, there's Song Exploder to do that. I just mean we should just rant about fucking creepy songs. It's great. We've killed 30 minutes. It's, and and now, if, now here we are with nothing else to talk about. It's fine. You know. if, if, if I'll, I'll end it on this for my point. Okay. If Benny Mardone has just changed, if he just left out one, the first word in the whole entire song. What? She's. The first line is she's just 16 years old. If, she, if he just didn't start with she's, if it was just, just 16 years old, it could have changed the whole dynamic or, of that song. Or just, or we're. <laughs> Yeah, right. That's what I mean. And like, he could have left out she's, and it could have been, you could have interpreted just going just 16 years old. Like, I mean, Baby Mardonis wanted a reason to fucking make out with a child in a video. The guy was definitely a creep. Like, that, that dog walking story is not true. Like, it's, it's all gross. The guy's oh. gross. He was in his mid 30s. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, speaking of things from the 80s, do you want to, do you, do you want to jump into this? Other, other t- yeah. I've got yeah. a lot of time on my hands and for some reason sometimes I go into a YouTube hole and out of nowhere <laughs> recently and I had to share with you immediately upon viewing I found this funny video uh, of a of a pay-per-view television spectacular it's actually from the 90s right uh, yeah, called Clash of Legends Chris do you <laughs> want to describe to our listener what Clash of Legends was and it's not about anything perverted no, no, it's, um, so apparently some guy back then who in the 92, was 1992, yeah, uh, had the idea of getting sort of, uh, retired basketball players, uh, to play one-on-one games as like a pay-per-view event. Right. This is like, and this is probably like peak pay-per-view where everything is pay-per-view at this point. Like yeah, all like wrestling boxing, is, I think started becoming yeah. pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, and 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 it was also it was it was a way to sort of like um, it's kind of tied in with because of Magic Johnson when he announced he had AIDS. Yeah, so a, a lot of the proceeds were, were donated to the American Foundation for AIDS Research and the Magic, Magic Johnson Foundation. Uh, and so the guy kind of I think he was friends with with uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Dr. J, or at least knew them somehow. So he kind of was able to bring those guys into this and and kind of that make that the sort of main event. Mind you, Kareem at this point is like forty five and Dr. J is like forty two, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and Dr. J's been out of basketball for almost, uh, what, six years maybe at that point? Yeah, he says in a, in a pregame interview, I am no longer a basketball player, which is about the least amount of hype that you've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like he didn't, get the, he didn't pick the two best like speakers or spokesmen for this event because Kareem's not, you know, he doesn't do really do public events and stuff either necessarily. Uh, and he's 44. He was like two years removed, I think, from his last uh, uh, NBA season, uh, where he looked pretty sort of you know broken down and slow and whatnot and stuff too. So crazy. Although I got to say, in this in this game, in the video that we watched the game, Kareem actually looked pretty darn good. I, if you were to ask me and said those names or and those ages, uh, who would win? I would have immediately said Dr. J. Oh really? Yeah, that was my. 
But I guess I just didn't know Dr. J's game. He's also older than, much older than Kareem. He didn't have, I guess he didn't have a three-point shot, Dr. J. He didn't. He didn't. Oddly enough, Kareem did. Yeah. He made two, at least two three-pointers in that game. Yeah, it is. So just fast forward, it's not worth any sort of like... uh, Oh, you should look up the video. Well, watch the video. Do you want to spoil how it turns out? Nah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Like it's, it's, um, I'll just say this, like Kareem kind of dominates for most of it before I think he starts kind of getting tired out. Yeah. It's, it's basically old man basketball at its worst. The only redeeming qualities are that, that Kareem makes both a left and right hook shot that are just fucking gorgeous. Like in his forties, he like that shot is just so beautiful. I cannot, Mm -hmm. I, and Amazing. I think it would still dominate now if you like, there's just no way Definitely. around it. It's he can do it from lots of different spots on the court. He can, mm-hmm. sh- he can do it as a, as a bit high arcer and as like mm-hmm. kind of a bullet. Like it's mm-hmm. in, it never even hits the rim on either one. Like both of the ones that I saw, it's a, I mean, it's a definitely like the ultimate one-on-one move. Like you can't stop. Yeah. Like there's no, you can't stop it. Yeah. And, and that should have been the, that should have been the indicator that he was going to whoop Dr. J's ass. Yeah, and he was able to sort of like keep Dr. J on his hip and like keep the ball kind of far away and so like use his length in that sense and, and it was like, just basically was backing him down. In very Kareem like way, he takes the shit too seriously and takes the fun out of the game. He just goes <laughs> way too hard. I think at one point the audience starts calling for magic to play because oh, really? magic's in the audience and the game just sucks so bad that the audience <laughs> like magic, magic. <laughs> Which gotta feel bad for Dr. J, but whatever. Yeah, and the only other part I'd like, like doc, the one thing like Dr. J had, I think, in this whole game um, was like he put a move on, on Kareem and got past him and was like taking it to the lane and then kind of went to the opposite side of the rim and was just going to kind of lay it in. And Kareem comes out of nowhere and blocks the shit yeah, out. Yeah, man, he destroys him. Destroys him. And yeah. I was like, oh, damn, Kareem. Like, he's still got on, some. Gets like, back on defense on a half court one on one game. It was incredible. Yeah. It was incredible. Like, it, and it, I. My biggest takeaway from that, just watching that, besides the fact that it was like probably one of the dumbest probably ideas ever to try to do, uh, was that Kareem would have, it was proof that Kareem, how good and athletic and talented Kareem was that he would have been able to play in any era and any timeline and, and sort of adapt his game. End of career Kareem is better than Michael, end of career Michael Jordan. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say it. Yeah. Um, so just quickly, <clears throat> the undercard, in case those of you were wondering, were there any other old people playing? There were. Uh, mm. You had Nate Tiny Archibald. And it was kind of like a play-in tournament. Like there was a round robin kind of thing that happened beforehand. Oh, is with, that what it was? Yeah, oh. with like George Gervin and like Tiny Archibald and Connie, Connie Hawkins. Hawkins. And, and, uh, and Rick Barry. And Rick Barry, <laughs> who like... You gotta get the one white guy in there, you know? Well, Rick Barry did what... I, and this is what kind of wanted what I wanted to talk about Rick Barry did what I think players would do now, which is just bomb threes. He was the only one who shot like multiple threes in any of these games. And if he wouldn't, if the wheels wouldn't have fallen off, like I think later in a, in the tournament, there's no footage of him playing at all. There's no footage of that. Um, but there are like box scores and he just bombed triples, uh, which, which I thought was pretty, pretty tactical and pretty smart and made me wonder, Chris, if they were to do this again, now, now, mind you, uh, they could only do this before because the NBA didn't have any rights to the, or couldn't tell players what to do, um, and teams couldn't tell, tell players what to do uh, because they're retired. 
So I don't know if you'd be able to do this unless it was an NBA sanctioned one-on-one tournament. Um, mm-hmm. So I, but I did want to know like who are the, and you could do retired or current or whatever you want, but who are the, what are the matchups you would like to see on a one-on-one tournament? If, if any. Ooh, uh, that's yeah, okay. So the one that kind of sticks out because, and that maybe it's cause I, I feel like there's so I guess the preference is, is I feel like there's very few guys who are retired even within the last 20 years that you're, that would probably be, give you a good enough matchup. Right. Right. I could only come up with one. Okay. And, and I think I did too, actually. And, and it, for me, it, it, I think, and I think these guys, these two guys were competitive enough that they would still kind of go at it. Right. And that's sort and that to me, I don't know for, I don't know why, but to me, it's, it's Reggie Miller and, 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 and Jordan. Okay. I don't like, know they Jordan don't necessarily like each other. Yeah. I don't know if Jordan could get up And they're super competitive uh, still probably to this day. And I think they're both sort of still like fit enough or, or somewhat in shape that they would still be able to, to Reggie's be able to play. still in shape. Jeff, I bet Reggie could ball out right now. I bet you Jordan, yeah. Jordan looks pretty round in the middle, but that doesn't He looks a little round, but I think he could still probably ball a little bit. Yeah. Like he did it a couple of years ago, I think against one of his, one of the, one of the Hornets players or something. Oh, really? Yeah, and they, he kind of took him one on one in practice, and they were like, "Oh shit, he can still like play." Actually, I think Reggie might just whoop his ass because he plays such good defense. Like he do yeah. all those like strip. Moves. He, well, it's, I don't know if he was ever a defense, but he he's like annoying defense dude. Yeah, like strip yeah. moves. Like you don't want someone checking you the ball and coming up and playing D right off the fucking. Track. Right, 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 right. That's right. some that's some Reggie Miller one on one shit right yeah. there. Who who were you thinking? So I this was inspired by I just watched the. Uh, the Starberry doc on that's on mm-hmm. Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought because Marbury played in 2018 and Ray Allen played recently yeah. and they both have similar games and they were traded for each other in the draft. Uh, there's a little backstory there. Also Ray Allen played Starberry and he got game like that mm. basically is the story of Steph Marbury, but played by the Jesus Shuttlesworth part or whatever was played by right by Ray Allen. I think they both would be able to bomb triples. I think that there's, I think there's still an, like having watched like Starberry's last game, he still has a sweet stroke. Um, yep. Still an amazing handle. That's the one one-on-one of retired players that I think would be actually worth checking out. And because it's got the sto- back history and because they've both been playing and are still in shape recently. I agree. I agree. And, I, and, and Ray Allen was at the top of my mind too. I just couldn't figure out who to like pair him with necessarily. Well, if it wasn't uh, for but that I like doc. the Starberry idea. It's a good doc too, by the way. You should check it out. My wife even watched it, which is yeah. I, I think I have it. Uh, I have it up. Like I, I'm, it's on my list here to watch soon. Um, although the one thing, and this is kind of silly, but I kind of wanted to do like a Ray Allen, Paul Pierce kind of thing, just so Ray Allen could light the fuck out of yo. Paul I, th- I, you know, Paul Pierce crossed my mind as a retired player, but he couldn't fucking play horse. I know that dude fell. That dude fell off. They were fucking carrying him so long into his career. Fuck Paul Pierce. That guy's fucking washed. Like that guy. Was, that guy was washed years by, before he retired. Ray Allen, and also because it's a little bit of a revenge factor. I'd like Ray to watch Allen, fucking Sue Bird light him up. I'd like to watch anybody light. Like fucking. I'd like to watch a fucking a wheelchair basketball dude light him up. Like that guy's fucking washed. I don't actually. You know what? You know him. what a matchup I'd like to see? It was Sue Bird versus Tarasi, Diana Tarasi. That would be dope. That would that because be be, they're best friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and they that, can and bo- I, they can both fucking dribble and they can both shoot, and that to yep. me is like, yeah, 
That would be amazing. And those fuckers play year round, man. So they're like mm-hmm. always on their game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mm-hmm. would that's that would probably be the one. I yeah, that and fucking girls are good at one on one, man. I used to, mm-hmm. I used to play with this fucking girl. Sarah Hannon, man. She broke my glasses once. Like, she fucking put a move. It was a d- dude. She put a move on me and broke my glasses. Oh. Yeah. And my boy fucking Tony was like, yo, she broke your glasses. And I had to take my glasses and put them in my pocket and go home because I couldn't see anymore. It was, dude, Sarah Hannon, you fucking put a move on me, dude. Oh. Yeah. It was fucking lights out. And it's, yeah. Weesh. She was on Let's my get her on the show and talk about this. I should. I wonder if she remembers. I'll fucking I'll hit her up on Facebook and see if she's right. if she remembers putting that move on me. I dude, it was <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, man. She fucking clowned me. And she was on my team. So I had to like face what? her. Yeah, she was on my intramural team. We were just fucking pl- practicing around in a gym at the, at the gym. This was in high school, dude. Ugh. It was like sophomore year. Ugh. Man, I forgot about that. But yeah. She fucking yeah. destroyed Sarah. me. Oh, uh, so her smile. Yes, that baby hair. That baby hair. I was just too focused on that baby hair. Man, she fucking rocked me. She'd still fuck me up too. She's like, I know she's like still like good at basketball. She was just one of these natural fucking talents. Just like, mm-hmm. I think she played softball too. She was just good at fucking sports. Um, is there any current matchups that you, anybody that you think would be worth uh, watching one on one, or is this like a beat fucking concept? I think it's a beat concept at this point. Yeah, it's it, there's. I was gonna make some sort of joke about like a a virtual like Kobe, <laughs> Kobe versus Tupac, Kobe versus Prince. <laughs> Yo, hologram match, hologram pay per view. That's uh, fucked up. That's fucked up. You gotta leave it at that. Um. Uh, We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. So, speaking of dead uh, basketball players, uh, <laughs> it seems like there's a lot of positive COVID tests happening right now in the in sports. You want to talk about that, or do you? Is it just? Are we just? It's kind of being a. I, you know what? I, it, to me, I guess my only thing I, I kind of wanted to bring this up was is that all these players keep testing it positive, are dropping out, or not wanting to play. And like teams, like even the, what was the two, I think there's the two MLS teams now that are, that are out. Nashville and Dallas are both out. Right. And so they, they only can't have like play. the four or five positive test results on either team. So they're right. out of the MLS tourney. Like the Ivy league is like postponing their football season until the spring. All fall big, sports. Or all fall. Okay. All fall sports. Uh, like big 10 conference is, 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 um, apparently. Oh, so this is part of my problem though. It's like, so all these, all these guys are, are dropping out teams or whatever and players and stuff. And yet all these leagues or, or these conferences or these sports or whatever they are, just keep trying to make these arbitrary and, and ridiculous sort of rules that under like the sort of the guidance of, of like safer play. Yep. I, right. Yeah. And, and like the big, con- the big 10 conference just said it like they're announcing that, um, it's only conference play, only conference playing. Why, why, so why only in their league. Right. And it's like that, that's, then they said, I think even in the press release, that that's going to make playing conditions safer for the football players. Chris, I will fucking, uh, it's so stupid. Like that I will, make I will eat, sense. I will eat a plate of broccoli and beef or broccoli beef, like the grossest Chinese food in the whole fucking world. If there's any college football this fall, I will eat a fucking giant plate of fucking broccoli and beef. Like, the, I can't think of a grosser fucking thing to put in my mouth. That's how confident I am that there will not be fucking college football. You can't put college students 
at risk like this, conference or non-conference. Like it's, I, I get, I get pro sports. I know why they're doing it, and I think that it points to a bigger sort of overall mentality that we are now just going to live with this disease, and that we're going to try to try to like sort of circumnavigate the the risk factors as much as humanly possible. But the fact of the matter is, is that they are people are going to get this disease, and if they want to fucking drop out, they can. It's going to be voluntary. I, I think the Ravens have already announced that they're going to have they're only going to allow fourteen thousand people in their stands this year. Yeah, they don't fucking allow any people in their stands. Like it's going to be it's going to be completely like how well, do we and, mitigate and risk more- as much as possible. But there's no fucking way that they're going to like. We're we're we've just given up on trying to curb this fucking thing. So now we're just as a as a nation going to try to live with it the best way we can, which is to fucking have a thousand arbitrary rules and try not to get sued for getting someone sick. And and the fact that you're gonna if if these games or these sports do are played, you're gonna have all like the the dudes who actually probably need the paycheck more than anything. Like you're not gonna have the stars. It's completely you're not gonna have unfair. All the quarterbacks. You know, you're going to have all these dudes. It's it's going to be it's going to be like XFL football, you know? Like nobody's going to want to watch that shit then either. And then, right? the, so and then, then this is why you have fucking a problem with the NCAA in general because these players that are fucking being forced to fucking go play college football for nothing and risk their lives are not being allowed to fucking enter the draft because of a uh, stupid fucking NCAA involvement in pro sports. Like you shouldn't have to fucking go to college or take a year off or two years to play fucking professional sports. These fucking these players now need this fucking exposure of college sports so of course they're gonna play they're gonna have to play because if anyone's trying to go pro they need to show that they can fucking play football on a large scale like the next couple years of drafts especially in football are gonna be fucking weird as fuck yeah yeah it's although be- I, I will say to that point though if if they're smart all the all the seniors and true juniors or redshirt juniors should sit out because they don't have their their eligibility is is done. Then, Any, anybody whose eligibility is done should sit out. Anybody sit out and just anybody who's out. not who's not in a contract year from a professional standpoint yep. should sit out. Yep. If you if unless it's fucking gonna hit your under, actually some of those people shouldn't. Bertans just fucking is sitting out because he doesn't yeah. want to get hurt because he is yeah. in a contract year. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of these dudes. I mean, the whole I mean, half the Nets team is like they can't. I mean, they just signed Michael Beasley. Really? You know, and, and Jamal Crawford, which I'm very happy about actually, because Crawford actually should be playing anyway. Such but a like Bees. I love that dude. B I know Beasley, I know too. He's yeah, he, I watched it, I watched a video of him like just doing a workout uh or just you know like in a gym or something with other players and stuff. Like the dude like was killing it. Yeah, he's just he fucking he's just people. annoying as fuck as a teammate, apparently. Apparently yeah, he's just and like a he's and like he's not always talker. like wants to like necessarily either like fully play or you know like get his head necessarily in the I game or something. I saw, whatever, a game, but, I saw a game with him. Dude I think his last out. season with the Knicks, and he put up like twenty in a quarter. It was crazy. Right. He, I think it's like it's it's sort of it's hard for him to sort of sustain it too, though, right? Like he can he'll give you four or five games or something, and then you're like, where is he? And then he kind of disappears, yeah. and like whatever he's got going on, I don't know, and like I don't even care really. But the the dude's got some major talent. Anyway, it's it's. But even the NFL, who like new, just came up with a stupid rule that's like prohibiting players and teams from like. Post game interactions when that shit is each other. They're gonna fucking they're gonna tackle each other, but they can't fucking give high exactly. fives. It's so it's, funny. Like they're col- they're, so, they're gonna what is it within hot, inches of each other, like spit and sweat flying yeah, into their yeah each other's bodies. Yeah, and yet they can't like give each other a handshake or swap jerseys. 
Dude, all we had to do like, was fucking just stupid, lock like, it down. Just, all we had to do was lock it down. We had to give it like six months. We just needed to lock it down, understand the virus, and fucking figure out plans. Instead, don't pretend here like we are. these are actually like, like they're not actually it's like stupid. safety measures. I mean, if those fucking sneeze guards are not safety measures, it's oh just it's just arbitrary shit, man. It's yeah. fuck. It's it's dumb. <laughs> but and I do feel bad for the players, especially the ones with families who are yep. going to be away from them and being forced right. to do this because it's their job. I feel bad to an extent. It's source of income too, you know, yeah. or whatever. And they're, I mean, I know they're still making like hundreds of thousands of dollars or something, whatever, but still it's like. Some are, some are. It, yeah. And like, but some of them need, you know, some, some are on need rookie money. Contracts. Like they, you know, they, there's no other options necessarily for them necessarily, you know, so like whatever, like, did you see it's Joe, not about how much they're making. It's about that. They, everyone does need to make a living. Serena Winters, who's the sideline reporter for the Sixers posted a video of Joel Embiid, uh, like a three minute video on Instagram of him talking about playing. He's completely fucking je- dejected. He said, I'll play because it's my job. Yeah. And I'll do my best because it's my job. But the, I don't want to be out there. And he's like, I don't do anything. I don't drink. I don't party. I play video games. So I know I'll stay in the bubble. But no one else is going to stay in the bubble. Yeah. Like, he's just telling like it is. And Joel B gets a lot of flack. But at least he's fucking honest. Yep. And everyone's like, oh, he's, po- he's, a, he's Debbie Downer. He's always getting down on himself. He's at least... a." He knows he's about self and he knows himself and he knows. And I thought like he's the first person I've heard to be like, I'm going to do this because I'm being told to do this. And my job is to be an NBA player, but I think it's stupid and I don't want to do it. And I, yeah, and I, I think a lot of guys are keeping silent in that regard. I think it, it, there's, there has been some stories out there that like a vast majority of the players actually don't want to do this. They just they feel like they're either being forced to or they have to or for some reason or another. So yeah, a, I agree. I, and I think and, it, and I think with the NFL, it seems like, you know, they're they're pushing back. The Players Association is pushing back a lot with uh, with the preseason games. And even though the NFL knocked it down to two and, and, they, and the, the Players Association doesn't want any games. And so, like, I think they're starting to sort of stand up a little bit more. I think that and, that's and, more of an angle to try not to have preseason at all. Like, I think that totally. that's, a, that's it a, is, but it, but it sort of makes sense though, too, that they're actually trying to use their weight a little bit here for, for reasons for, and, and you know, like if you're going to play games, then play the games that actually matter. It makes, you know, like I makes mean, sense. Speaking of weight, like, what do you think about like, like should Romeo Cornell should like Andy Reed, like there's some, like, should Jerry Jones, like, should there be players and, or should there be like older people like exposed in this way? I mean, it, like they say no, and and I I sort of understand. I mean, it's going to be really sad. Like if one of these dudes, you know, gets sick and then it gets like, what if like know, Popovich really dies? Like what? Like he's see, he's the one that I've been thinking about a lot actually, um, and not because it's Popovich, but because of another reason, and it's. I feel like someone like Pop, he's the perfect example of like the Spurs are sort of on the outside looking in, but they yeah. have to play these regular season games. They probably won't make the playoffs unless they kind of run the table in like those eight regular season games or whatever. So shouldn't he just kind of sit out the remaining games, you know, for health concerns and hand over head coaching duties to Becky Hammond? Yes. Well, it's now is the time. It's the perfect opportunity to the give a fucking female the head coaching job. Yes. Maybe he will. Give her Maybe the he will. An extended time to Maybe, show that's that a really great idea. That's a really great yeah. idea. Yes. Like, and I, I was trying to think of others maybe in that situation, but I, there's no one else. And like the Dan Tony and Gentry ones in like Houston and new Orleans, I sort of get because they're actually fighting for playoffs and they're not going to, you know, and all, everyone's attitude is like, Oh, I'm healthy enough. I, you know, it's not, I'll, I'll not Lionel Holland, Lionel Holland's and his crooked ass fingers are staying at home. And I'm glad he is because he's an assistant coach. I don't care, man. That dude fucking looks like 
a skeleton anyway. Like he yeah, is yeah, smart. Yeah, I agree with you. Lionel no, Holland no sees the writing on the wall. He should not yep. be at the fucking game. Like good no, for, he doesn't need to be. He, give him a knows. chip if they win the championship. Yeah, I would yeah. love to no, nothing more than to see Lionel Holland in his crooked fucking fingers. <laughs> I don't know if he could put a championship ring on there. They might have to get him like a bracelet because yeah. those fingers are fucked. <laughs> Medical alert bracelet. Yeah, the championship med alert bracelet. Yo, <laughs> Google fucking Lionel Holland's fingers if you haven't. Oh man, I have. Please, yeah. I, you know, listen. it looks like Nosferatu. It's like fucking like little <laughs> crazy ass fingers on that dude. Tory Holt ass fingers. <laughs> Ooh man, Tory Holt's got some fucked up fingers too. Yeah, those two dudes are like when you think of fucked up fingers, I'm like Lionel Holland's and Tory Holt. Those guys could not have a handshake. Like it, <laughs> one of them would have to go upside down. <laughs> Inverted. <laughs> uh, all right. So, so anyway, um, so that's your guy pop. I'm my guy's pop too. I think these are the one person I would care about. Uh, about. <laughs> I think it's just a it's just a perfect opportunity, like you said. Like it just like he doesn't need to be coaching this team right now. And I think isn't um was it Aldridge isn't even playing anyway. I think. Marcus. Oh yeah, yeah. He decided to have a surgery. I think. Yeah, so it's like, you know, what are they really, you know, it's kind of like if, if um, you know, like if the Nets, you know, coach too, you know, like if they had an older coach, it would have been like now at this point with that roster, like don't, you know, like if you had an assistant yeah, who well, needs some time and like it's not just Becky Hammond, but if you had like another, or, uh, like a black assistant head coach who hasn't sort of gotten any any time yet as, as a coach to sort of give them a little bit of, of, of that experience, I think it would just be. Can I make the case? One of those. Can I make the case even more for you? I agree with you on that point, 100%. I, I, I think this is a perfect opportunity for any team to, that isn't going to be competitive. Like, Bradley Beal's not even fucking playing. Like, yeah, like the, the Wizards should figure out a yep. way to, like, give someone some more experience. I yeah. But, like, DeMar DeRozan and Lonnie Walker have both been really on the forefront of the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, they've, been, they've, they've been really vocal. And uh, maybe it's important for them to be on this stage, but really, isn't it more important for them to be on the streets? Like, I, the Spurs in general, their 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 lineup should just be. I, I feel like they could do so much more, and Popovich too. You know, like Popovich has been going on podcasts and really saying some eloquent things. Like, I, I think the Spurs team is like one of my favorite teams right now from a political and like a a, a sort of a protest standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, social causes. A, a social cause. Yeah. Thank you. So maybe, I don't know, what are your thoughts? Do you think that it's better that they would not play? I mean, maybe if, if those guys, you have those, you know, those players with that message and Becky Hammond is the head coach, maybe that's the team that you would like look to to mm-hmm. do this sort of vocal, like it's, instead of putting like weird sayings on the back of jerseys, <laughs> like they could uh, in press conferences have really meaningful conversations, which I think is what needs to happen. I think that if anything is good, good's going to come out of this fucking stupid NBA season. It is, uh, is that they're, that these players stick to their guns and are really socially active. Um, in more than just like a, a jerseys and paint the floors kind of way. Yeah. And I think, and I, and I think that was always like Kyrie's kind of idea or point to all this. Yeah. Um, and his cause in, in this, and, and, and I agree with it. And I, and I don't think, um, I, I don't disagree with him wholeheartedly but it, but like you know there was other people pushing back or other players pushing back saying hey listen i can still do this while i'm playing and we can actually use 
and and I think that kind of goes more to your point is you can use that platform of playing these games and 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 sort of the airtime or the press conferences maybe before and after games or whatever they're going to do is I think players like like LeBron and others who who at least have a strong enough voice and and maybe that's the that's the sort of the 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 switch there between between who maybe can or should be able to do this um you know LeBron can sort of use his platform and his voice and he has you know multiple outlets to sort of do it on while he's playing whereas maybe a guy like DeRozan or Lonnie Walker or guys who aren't as well known maybe who who maybe don't feel like they can do both because they 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 don't have the star power they don't have yeah, they don't have the star power or the or the or the aware uh, the 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 marketability or whatever you want to call it or yeah. the media sort of uh, the exposure of the audience. Yeah. yeah, and so um, you know, I, I I if they do drop out, great, all the power to them, and and continue doing what they're doing here, right? Um, uh, in that sense, then and and like it, with the Nets again, like they, I think the Nets would almost like sort of take a stand in in in, in a sense and go and like, listen, we're not going to be that competitive most of these guys don't really want to play. Like I wouldn't have been shocked if they were just like, Hey, we're going to drop out of this. Why don't you know, both like, they and the fucking and the bullets and the bullets just both drop out. Yeah. Even easy, though the nets easy. are in seventh place, but like, is it really that worth well, the it? The nets like, are in and, seventh place and they're not, they'd have to fucking drop like what? Like six games, seven games to get out of the, like the probably, playoffs. Like, so know, like, man. I like, but yeah, so you're more to your point. The wizards are, are like a bigger, like the wizards and the spurs then or something like that. Right. And, and, and or, or or maybe sort of, use that as a, as a sort of a platform sort of for the bigger cause and the bigger messages there too, then or something. I don't know. Like I, it's an interesting idea uh, to sort of consider. And I, unfortunately they probably won't be able to be allowed to do that well, Chris, at this point. Do you think that there'll even be an NBA season? What's your over under? No, man. Like you, like you, I think you nailed this on the, uh, weeks ago when you brought that up with, with the baseball season, like it, like I, it just looks like more and more, like, I don't know. Basketball. When does the basketball start in the next week or so? I think though, well, the, um, no, basketball doesn't start till the end of the month. I thought was the end of the month. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so it's. I mean, we get a couple of weeks at least. Baseball's here, gonna, but they're all, baseball's they're all gonna down happen. there though in the bubble. Yeah, I know baseball's gonna happen because I, I, my insider information on the my my Pirates guy, uh, he's been here for about a, two weeks now, and I know they were doing like full workouts. And right, and they're, they're forcing games. it, right? Yeah. And, and I think oh, that's yeah. the that's I why he wants I, to be there. Gonna... I don't, and he's and they're working out in shifts, so I think he's like working like nonstop. Like it's pretty much. Like these, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. It's really. It, I think it's really confusing and it's really scary and it's and it's hard. But it's his job to be a fucking trainer for a baseball team for a sixty game season. Right. I and I'm sure he, he wants to get, get fired, back to work. He, yeah. So. And no. That, I, and so yeah. In, in that sense, then yes, I think all these all these leagues are going to force this um a, a season upon us and themselves, right? Because they they don't want to back down. They don't want to cancel this. They want to try to make their money. But I heard that, f- the, I mean, without this television, like these guys all take a bath, right? I heard that like basketball, 40% of these owners' revenue comes from ticket sales. So they have to fucking do this. They, they, ha- like, they, they can't, they, this is only, TV is only 60% of what they're going to get out of the season anyway. Right. Like, I don't know, man. I, it's, whew, it's fucked up, man. It's really like, this fucked is, up. It's really know, fucked. These are uncertain times and unprecedented <laughs> times. Uh, it really is. I don't want. I'm gonna skip the fucking stupid Dan Snyder shit. I just, yep. I can't. Um, let's talk a little bit about some gambling or bad gambling, if you will. Uh, I, uh, I'd love to. I'd, I'd love to do this defensive player of the year. Ah, we'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> let's get to yours. I want to do that. Let's do. Let's do uh, football so or uh, I, soccer. So I've been. I've been. 
I'm very excited for the MLS to come back. Um, yet I still haven't watched any games. Um, cause I really like this tournament idea. Two teams have dropped out, as you m- mentioned, which actually kind of worked out because it made the, the bracketing more along the lines of the, um, world cup. So it's basically, there are, I believe eighteen, eight, six brackets, eight, bra- uh, A, B, C, D, E, F, six brackets, uh, where the top two teams play into a 16 team tournament. And then there's a couple, like whoever has the, I think that means there's four teams with the third, the four additional teams with the third that finished third also make the tournament um, with, with, I guess with the most points or best scores or whatever the fuck it is. Does that make sense to you? So there's a 16 team tournament. Um, Right now they've got, uh, there are, it's hard to find any real odds. Most of the odds on, on MLS uh, or the MLS is back tournament. Uh, most of them, most of the odds you can find on like DraftKings and stuff are just game to game and, mm-hmm. and like weird props, like who scores first, most goals, m- most saves, most corner kicks, really fucking hacky proppy bets that I wouldn't suggest you bet on. And I definitely wouldn't bet on any one-on-one games right now until you see like what kind of players are, are getting put out there. I think only, there's only been three days of soccer so far. So hold your horses on any in-game bets and I'll have some also I'm going to get into this so I'll have some some uh, suggestions as this as this tournament progresses probably not till it gets to 16 teams but that said there are tournament odds to win or odds to win the tournament okay and uh and and I th- I thought there were some interesting ones I know who I like um but but so you so you know the top 3 teams which are sort of interesting as the LA Football Club, the New York City Football Club, the ones who play in Yankee Stadium, and Seattle, who is I think always an odds-on favorite. Yep. But Seattle's always an odds-on favorite because they have a ridiculous home field advantage. Sure. Um, and so, do you at plus eight hundred? Do you still like Seattle? They're the third. It's the third best odds to win the entire thing. Is that? I don't know if you're a Sounders guy or not, but does that seem like a worthwhile bet in your opinion? I am. Uh, yeah. And I, I, for some reason I haven't followed them in the, in the off season as much. So I know they've had a bit of turnover to their, to their roster and they just, they, they won it last year. Yep. Um, I, I plus 800. It's kind of a nice number. I think to me, actually. I think so too. Like, and I think that number is because they don't have home field, but I, yeah, just, I don't know if it's going to matter as much. And, and a lot of the times they, they start off very slow. In, in a normal season and then halfway through it, somehow they kind of turn it around and they turn on and they, and like I last year, I think included in this is that they were, they were out of, I think they were out of the playoffs halfway, at least halfway through the season, if not maybe a little bit farther into the season. And then they just started winning games and collecting the points. And then, all, you know, they kind of worked their way up the standings and, and then all of a sudden like, you know, come playoff time, they were like the odds on favorite basically. Yeah. Um, and they kind of have a history of doing that a little bit where they start slow and then they finish strong and then they've, they've won two titles, what in the last, I think what five years or something like that. So I, for those reasons, I guess for like those kind of historical type reasons and like, you can never just sort of count them out reasons. Plus 800 isn't a bad shot. I don't think. I think it's a, I think it's a juicy number. Yeah. And especially in this season where I, like, I don't know how you can sort of 
pick a team necessarily here and there. Uh, and the LAFC, or yeah, LAFC, like they just lost their best player, and who was the MVP last season, uh, Carlos Vela, who was not playing this well that this year anyway. I don't. Yeah, think. he dropped out right. So then, like that might hurt them a lot because otherwise yeah. they were a really good team, and they probably were the odds-on favorite. Um, they still are the odds-on like, favorite, and they still are. I know, but like they were probably like the one that like. If they have a, they might have like arguably the most talent on their roster, probably. Right. Um, so they, you know, they would just sort of be a natural favorite there, even at even at with even with the best odds, it would have been a safe bet, I think. But now with Vela not in there, I, you know, like you, you got to start looking at some other teams, and like I don't know, Atlanta United FC has always been like a strong club in the last couple of years. Um, so and I don't know what they are now, so I don't know what their odds are, but they're that plus. Would, okay, so that's a, that's the other one. That's the plus one thousand. They're fourth right now. Okay. Um, also feels like a good bet. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I, I'm, I'm personally, I've got my eye on Philly at super long odds at plus 250 or 20, okay. sorry, plus 2,500. Okay. Um, and I like, uh, I'm, I like the Red Bulls. I know it's not, I know it's not popular opinion. I know the Red Bulls have never won shit, but they've, they're getting like seventh best odds at plus 1,600. If there's a futures bet where they can like make the quarterfinals, if there if somebody like if there's a, a service that has them like maybe not winning at all, but like getting into the semis or something, I think I would take the Red Bulls to go somewhat far. And that's just gut betting. That is based on fucking nothing other than I like watching that team. All right. Yeah. See, and I think this is one of those those years that like with the way this is all going and so format, I'm, I'm sure like most teams will kind of you know come out of this as they should, but I think it's one of those years to maybe kind of take a shot or two to see, you know, if, uh, if something crazy happens. I mean, I think if you're gonna, if you're gonna put money on this, 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 the bad gambling, but actual good gambling, Chris, I'm in complete agreement with Seattle at 800 and I'm going to take your tip on Atlanta at plus 1000. Cause those are still fucking long enough. You put a fucking hundred bucks on that. You're gonna make some money. Yeah, so man. I put, put a hundred. It's, it's the Leicester City theory from like five years ago. Yeah. They won the Premier League with at plus was it plus five thousand? Oh right, right. Yeah, that was. I mean, this you wouldn't even try plus five thousand. I think that the super long that I would choose on this is plus is plus twenty five hundred for Philly. Uh, that okay. that to me that to me feels like that team's already won and they beat they beat New York City Football Club. Uh, they look very good on defense. The highlights that I watched. So uh, and I love a defensive team. Uh, in a tournament time. Here you go. Yeah, that's what that's what I got. Do you have any other bad gambling? Or are we just gonna leave it at fucking MLS? Let's just leave it at MLS. I love it. I love it. I fucking love it. <laughs> Fuck gambling on other shit. Soccer. <laughs> go Tot- go Tottenham Spurs. <laughs> oh, we got a big game uh, tomorrow. West Ham plays at a uh, seven thirty in the morning. Uh, for all are you getting you- up for that. I would if I knew that shit was going to be on TV, but unfortunately they never fucking play that team on TV. So that's the other reason I'm kind of moving away from West Ham. They don't seem to be a hot TV market they're not, team. They're not a very popular team. Yeah, so think. no, they're never on TV. It's like trying to be like a, you know, it's, it's like trying to be like a, I don't know, what, like what would be a hard team to be a fan of in the olden days? Like Calgary Flames. <laughs> like you're never going to see them, you know? You're never going to see them on TV. <laughs> So I'm I and I really liked your hot spurs when the game I watched. I like like a couple guys on that team. Uh so I might be I might just jump on your bandwagon. I might be a hot spurs guy. All right. I I know it's not I I'm sorry dude. I just that's they're the funnest. 
No, no, they, yeah, they are pretty fun. Uh, like, you know, we were also talking shit about Man City, but they're actually a very fun team to watch because of the the style that they play. I just play. don't like Man. Is it? Is it? Are there two Manchester's? Is it Man yeah, City and Manchester Man United? U? United Manchester uh, City. I don't. I'm out on that. Uh, Chris. Uh, by the way, uh, Norwich City versus West Ham United, seven thirty in the morning on M- NBCSN. Oh, cool. Well, they are the game on television. There's a long shot that I will watch that game, but I probably would. <laughs> If I could, like, if I wake up, I usually if I if I'm awake, I'll I'll usually get up and like start watching the game. Yeah, but. that that's that might be my my play on it. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, since I'll be on the phone, just to just to round this podcast up and put a bow on it, just got a text from uh, your wife. Uh, you sound angry, according to her. Oh. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said you're mad that you're not working out. So uh, <laughs> let's. Uh, Let's call it a day. Uh, right. I want to say happy birthday to my wife, uh, Larry Bird, number 33 today. So congratulations, nice. Kristen. You did it. Thanks. Or uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, even better. Yep. Even fucking He's better. true 33, Chris. That's right. I don't, it's the only 33 I could think of off the top for some but, reason. Grant, Grant Hill. Grant Hill, he's a 33. <laughs> right? Am I wrong? Uh, maybe. I don't remember. I'm looking it up and then we're calling it a day. Grant Hill, folks. Grant Hill, show me a picture of him. Come on, internet. He had a couple different numbers. 33! 33! Grant Hill. At Duke. Still got it, Chris. Thanks, buddy. All right. Peace out!